I'm Sarah Harsh, and this is 10 Minutes of Grace. What's your purpose? Why do you do what you do? When that alarm goes off in the morning, why do you get out of bed? What motivates you? Are you tired of striving for more time and money and acceptance? Do you feel constrained to fit your life into this neat little box? And will you ever become the image that you see in other people's eyes? Maybe we all need a little more grace. And maybe we could all give a little more grace. Well, I will probably go to my grave with my family forever remembering me always asking them this question in every moment, whether they're failing miserably or basking in great successes, in all circumstances, what's your purpose? Have you ever thought about this question? Well, my goal is to help you open up a discussion in your own mind and heart for finding freedom, freedom in your faith to be honest and real, for finding direction, a direction down a clear path of God's will and connection, connection to love others with the greatest compassion, a purpose that leads you to a little more grace. Welcome to 10 Minutes of Grace. And to my regular listeners, thanks again for joining. And if you're new here, I hope this leads to more conversations about freedom and purpose and peace. Connection is our purpose. How are you? Fine. I'm fine. Do you remember that wisdom teeth removal video that went viral quite a few years ago? I think the girl even ended up on The Ellen Show. A young girl gets her wisdom teeth out and then through a series of hilarious back and forth questions and conversation, her family member finally asks her, are you okay? And she responds right back with, are you okay? Well, her quick and uninhibited response kind of proves the sheer ignorance of the question. It's like, why are you asking me if I'm okay? I'm clearly not okay. I just had four teeth cut out of my face. I'm numb and I'm talking out of my head. Well, this is a joke that my family regularly says to each other when we're starting to get overwhelmed, just to lighten the intensity of a situation. And that's okay, sometimes it helps, but it's not a joke. We are not okay. We want peace in our lives and we wanna breathe and not have to worry about the next bad thing that's going to happen to us or not going to happen to us. Peace is not something you muster out of thin air. It doesn't happen overnight. And in my experience, it doesn't happen just because we said a prayer. It takes time and practice. We have to build those new pathways in our brains and that's what changes our habits and gives us peace. How do we build these new pathways? We need to learn how to navigate through the lows and the highs of life. And the key to surviving the messiness of life, it isn't protecting ourselves from pain and suffering and avoiding it. It's learning resilience. It's learning how to walk through hard experiences. And it's processing our thoughts and actions during this time and becoming more self-aware. 
walking through pain and letting it wash over us, feeling it to our core and accepting it for what it is, and then putting one foot in front of the other and just continuing down life's path. Peace is what we begin to feel as we practice this resiliency and then come out on the other side. It's to be content or okay through life's ups and downs. We can be okay even when we need to spend time walking through sadness and pain, overwhelming daily responsibilities, inadequacy, and we don't have to feel guilty for being fully present in these moments and experiencing these moments and these emotions. We can be okay even when we're uncontrollably sobbing about the loss of a friend or a family member. We can be okay even when our heart is breaking when a good friend lies to our face. And we can be okay even when deeply feeling these hard emotions. We need to feel these emotions so we can process them. And it's okay to be sad and angry and hurt. We don't have to cover up our feelings. Emotions are not sinful. We don't have to pretend that we are fine. Jesus wept. Jesus got angry. He felt our human emotions. And having the mental health to be fully present in these moments and not allowing fear and comparison and shame to rob us of our feelings, but recognizing the need to just walk slowly down life's path, aware of our emotions, and then letting them wash over us, bringing about that new growth. We can have peace knowing that growth and change is okay, and that we're capable to walk through hard things. And we can use these difficult times someday for good. Romans 5 tells us that we can know that tribulations work with patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope makes us not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. When we're okay or at peace, we can see and feel every moment of our life fully. So don't rush through your feelings. The goal isn't to just get to the other side. These moments still might have some extreme feelings, but we have an inner knowledge that gives us peace. And this inner knowledge that we have is a God who loves us no matter what. And he's provided an eternal place of peace for us if we believe him. We have the ability to use our experiences. We may have friends and family that care deeply about us and they want what's best for us. So take a moment right now and just list those things that you know that you have that can't be taken away from you. This is going to help build that inner knowledge that gives us that inner peace. I'll give you my example. A few years ago, I went through some very painful experiences. My first instinct was to push away the pain and avoid it. I wanted to forgive and forget and just move on. And I, I thought that was the spiritual thing to do. My body and my mind wanted to just cover those wounds in any way possible and keep that exposure and pain to a bare minimum. And I mean, that's what felt good. I wanted to just get to the healed phase. 
And I thought after enough time, these wounds would just disappear. But instead, they festered. And they showed up at times that caught me unaware and very uncomfortable. I was out of control, and that made me really anxious. But when I began to let myself be deeply sad and cry and be angry and slowly felt these feelings, I realized those feelings, they didn't make me weak or stupid or sinful. And after some time of feeling and processing, I began to be more comfortable with those feelings. And I I wasn't afraid if they showed up out of the blue in an inopportune time. I wasn't trying to cover them and avoid them. And after fully feeling them, I could process them. Are they true? And what do I need to do now? How do I keep walking and not just freeze frame my life, reliving this pain forever? How do I convince myself that I'm okay? Well, I made myself some note cards and I wrote down all those things I knew to be true and a lot of scripture. And I kept them on me at all times. And when I got anxious or scared or depressed, I would read that truth. It's kind of like praying. I would meditate on these truths and imprinting them into those pathways in my brain. We get security from truth. And it's important that your cards are believable. But the the key is the experience. If the truth is just head knowledge, it won't give us peace. It has to be worked out and put into practice. It'll take a lot of time to imprint these truths into your brain and walk this path over and over enough time so you trust the outcome. You have to trust that what you're telling yourself is true. And if those truths that you're telling yourself, if they don't seem to be true and they aren't working, then maybe you need to do some questioning. Maybe you need to check your interpretation of scripture and truth. Because I promise you there is solid truth out there that will lead you to inner peace. When we know our inner truth and it helps guide us through painful situations and we come out on the other side, we'll have peace. We're okay. This also applies when we're celebrating our happiest moments like births and marriages and graduations and new jobs. We can be okay and have inner peace even as we celebrate glorious accomplishments and enjoy abundant wealth as we fully feel the high of the mountaintop. We can mourn with our friends and family as they endure trials even while we're on the high of the mountaintop. Or we can have inner peace and we can be okay as we celebrate the glorious accomplishments of our friends even in the midst of our greatest sadness. We can be fully enveloped in sadness or happiness and yet still present in the lives around us because we're okay. This is peace. God's purpose isn't for us to maintain the mountaintop. He wants us to experience the highs and the lows. And the purpose of the lows is not to get to the highs, but to learn that we're okay during both. Philippians 4 teaches us that we can know how to both be abased and abound. Both experiences are good because resilience and peace is the purpose. God is good, not because he gives us highs and lows, but because he provides the resilience and the peace during the experiences. Our peace depends on his finished work on the cross. We can't accomplish peace on our own. It doesn't happen overnight, and it doesn't happen after we say a prayer. And I've heard it said 
that it happens progressively in a heartbreaking, soul-healing, amazing, awful, ordinary life. And it's breathtakingly beautiful. We need Jesus. We need to know that we are okay because we will spend eternity in the arms of our Savior. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Maybe we need a little more grace.